0: Welcome to Show Up and Be Seen with Jen Pillipow, a podcast for highly sensitive online entrepreneurs, the coaches, healers, and creators that want to make a difference in this world. Show Up and Be Seen is about thriving with the gifts, talents, and strengths, being highly sensitive brings, while reducing unhealed tendencies like comparison, imposter syndrome, being hard on yourself, and more. I want to support you in creating an aligned, authentic, and sustainable business because we need more highly sensitive people just like you thriving in their lives and business. Hi, thank you for joining me today as I talk about what it means to be an HSE and I share my own personal story of being a highly sensitive person navigating running an online business. So when I say HSE, this is a word that I use to describe a highly sensitive entrepreneur who usually chooses a career around healing and helping others. So coaches, intuitives, psychics, Reiki practitioners, creatives, hypnotherapists, RMTs, osteopaths, so many more, and, and all the people that work and support online healers in their business. So being highly sensitive means that we feel and process information way more deeply than the average entrepreneur. And there's even a special name for this. It's called sensory processing sensitivity. So let's break this down at the physical sensory level. This can make us extra sensitive to loud noise, bright lights, smells being too hot or too cold wearing uncomfortable clothing that's too tight or scratchy, tags that itch, being hungry. And I like to use the example of like a networking event where you go in and there's so many people, there's maybe music, loud music playing in the background. There's also a lot of people having a lot of animated conversation. It's loud. It's hard to hear the people that you're talking to. You might be in uncomfortable clothes that are too tight. It might be too hot. It might be too cold. You might be super hungry. And all these things will totally deplete and exhaust a highly sensitive person. You might leave that kind of environment and feel like you need to go hide in the forest for 20 years, (laughs) or maybe not that bad. Maybe that's just me. And there is an element to that where if you're also an introvert, but we're not going to get into that. And that's really, that's just the feeling and the sensation part of what you're experiencing as a highly sensitive person. The other part that comes into play is the mindset that it can create. And this might feel more directly relatable to building your business or feeling stuck or stalled in your business. It's things like the confrontations, the client moods or emotions, your expectations and your desires and all the mind chatter that comes up when you're creating something new, when you're marketing yourself, when you're pitching to a potential client or doing a free webinar. And I categorize this as the lower expression of these talents, gifts, and strengths, the unhealed parts of us, the shadow parts of us. And this happens when we take our gifts and talents and strengths too far where we're untethered and we take our high integrity, high standards and the need to help others to such high extremes that perfectionism being too hard and critical on yourself people pleasing and fawning all or nothing thinking imposter syndrome. All these things start to subconsciously and sneakily sabotage the growth of your business. I'm actually going to do a whole separate set of podcast episodes about all the different mindset pitfalls, because they are so common and so commonly subconscious that we don't even recognize that we're doing it. All right. So if you are a highly sensitive person, you may have experienced a form of gaslighting when you were growing up, you know, being told that you're too sensitive, you're too much, you worry too much, you're overthinking, you're too emotional lighten up. Don't take it so seriously. Can't you take a joke? (laughs) I could go on. And so when this happens, we learn to desensitize ourselves to fit in and be accepted. And this can create people pleasing tendencies and it will also atrophy our self-trust. And when we don't trust what we feel, think, or need, we start to rely on external information and external people to tell us and this might show up in your business in marketing for example so we learn certain marketing tactics which are supposed to be the way to do business and will work i'm using air quotations here because the problem with this is that as a highly sensitive person it makes it more it like too robot like and it removes our sincerity and then we either attract the wrong clientele or it just doesn't even work normal marketing tactics won't work for us highly sensitive folk. It will feel forced too much of a focus on the pain points, not authentic, and it won't be sustainable and it won't attract your authentic clientele because you've abandoned yourself. But of course we reach for these external fixes because we've lost connection with our self-trust and also showing up authentically just feels scary and wrong and not safe. And so, and we have, A lot of the times we don't even know how to do that. And the irony, of course, is that part of the reason for starting a business is to be our own boss and not be told what to do. And then we go looking for someone to tell us exactly what to do. (laughs) So it's just uh, a lower expression of these gifts that we have and growing up and living in a world that doesn't understand them and doesn't validate them. And other ways that we overuse our strengths and gifts will show up as like giving away too much of our service or our product for free, saying yes when we should be saying no, and not practicing those healthy boundaries. It might show up when we're creating a new course or our website um, where we keep going and then halfway through or partway through, we get stalled because it's not good enough, it's not perfect enough, it's your competitors look better um, you feel like you'll never catch up and then you just stop showing up and you just kind of get stuck and then you've lost momentum and you don't know where to go from there or the other way these shadow parts of the unhealed sensitive person can show up is the inner critic voice where it will take over. And then all we hear is how we're not good enough. And then that leads to more comparison. And then we really feel like we're, we'll never be good enough. And it is such a hard place to show up in your business, be with your clients and create new things. So with all this mind chatter, it's going to make it so hard to help the people that you can be helping. And in extreme cases, this will even cause depression because as a highly sensitive person, part of the goal is to help others. There is a real deep desire for that. And then when we're not able to do that, when we're stopped from doing that, you can just feel really low. So then no one gets help when we're only using the shadow version of our gifts. And it can really be where we stop ourselves and where we stop ourselves in business and where probably a lot of people will quit. So this is when, you know, at the beginning, we run out there with all of this enthusiasm of our talents. And it reminds me of this kid movie that we watched a while ago. I think it was called We Can Be Heroes, and all these little kids had these great superpowers, but they hadn't learned how to use them, so they were actually just doing a lot of damage with them and hurting a lot of people and breaking a lot of things until they went to this special school where somebody taught them how to use their gifts properly. And you know, being highly sensitive does have some great gifts, but we need to learn how and when to use them, and what the shadow parts are for us personally, how they show up and how to heal those parts of us so that they don't need to show up so much. And a great place to start is understanding what this difference is. What does it mean to have? What is the high expression of these gifts and what is the low expression of them? And so we've talked a little bit about the low parts and how they can show up with imposter syndrome and comparison and things like that. So now let's talk about the higher expression of how these traits as a highly sensitive person are actually completely geared for you being an amazing entrepreneur. And that's we thrive in meaningful work and autonomy and flexibility We can control our own environment, right? So we don't have to be, if we don't want to, we don't have to be sitting under fluorescent lighting with a lot of noise or a lot of people talking. If you don't like that, you can be listening to theta beats (laughs) or whatever you want because it's your own office. Highly sensitive people will go above and beyond for clients because we do truly, deeply care about what we do and the impact that we have. And because we care so deeply, anything that we deliver, our services, our products, it is the very best that we can deliver at that moment in time. And this is where I just want to interject quickly about the shadow part of this where this can easily slide into perfectionism and where all of a sudden nothing is good enough and then you don't finish anything and that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a realistic expectation of what perfect looks like for you in that moment and it might be 80%. So the other high expression of this is that high integrity that we have, high morals, values, standards. And this is so crucial because especially at least here in Canada, the coaching and the healing industry is not regulated. And so we need people with high morals, values and standards to come in and be in this unregulated industry that is virtually the Wild West of the online world. Another high expression and what makes you a good entrepreneur is that you have an innate drive and this deep desire to help people the best that you can. So many highly sensitive people become coaches and therapists and healers because they truly want to make a difference in the world. And they also have this high intuition and gut impulses. So you can get to the heart of an issue with your client quick. You know, especially with coaching or with hands-on work like Reiki, you know where to go and what questions to ask so that that person can find the answers that they need. We recognize that we don't have the answers, but that they have their answers within and it's our job to guide them and to ask the questions that can help them find that. Are you a highly sensitive coach, healer or creative and trying to grow your business but feel stuck? Do you find yourself comparing yourself to other people and you feel like you're failing and you'll never catch up and then you're really hard on yourself? Your mindset is so much more important than your marketing or your strategy because without a mindset that's working for you, no strategy can keep you going. Curious which mindset is holding you back? Take my quiz to find out. Link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. I know all this because as a highly sensitive person, coach, hypnotherapist, Reiki practitioner, and psychic medium, the first five years of my business were so overwhelming with the amount of emotion, sensation, and all the unhealed shadow parts of me that came out to play. (laughs) So when I was growing up, I was always told I was too much, too emotional, too sensitive, too serious, too uptight. And just take it easy (laughs) and to not worry about things like it was that easy. And so I quickly learned to people please or fawn so that I wouldn't be criticized. I wouldn't be called out and I could just fit in. You know, I could fly under the radar. And if you're not familiar with the term fawning, that's a nervous system response like flight, fight or freeze. And it uses people pleasing to diffuse conflict, to feel secure in relationships and earn the approval of others. It's essentially a maladaptive way to create safety. When we feel scared, like how scared we feel when we open a business and we might fail. So we subconsciously create safety for ourselves by mirroring the imagined expectations and desires of clients and followers. And we think that this is a way where we can stay safe and we can be successful, but it's not. (laughs) So when I was a kid and I was told that I was too much and my emotions weren't validated, it led to not trusting myself, not trusting what I thought or felt or needed. And that even if I acknowledged what I was feeling or needed, I wouldn't trust that I would even do anything about it or take care of myself. And it just continued to create this wound of self-abandonment. And it led to a lot of self-talk, like, why can't I just be normal like everyone else? All of that led to decades of numbing, dissociating, distracting, ignoring my feelings and sensations because they weren't safe, and self-abandonment people-pleasing, gauging how I needed to show up in front of certain people so I wouldn't be criticized and so I could be accepted. And all of that dissociation I learned later, this lent really well to the dismissive avoidant attachment style that I had inherited through my matriarchal line. And that's a story for another time, although some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And so take this cocktail and then I come along at almost 40 years old and decide I'm going to start an online coaching business and the dark night of my soul begins because it was like a dam of emotion and sensation just got all released all at the same time. Everything happened all at once and I was totally totally unprepared and there was just no way I could name anything that I was experiencing and no way that my physical body could actually contain it or hold it because I was already at capacity from some of the other things I had lived through in my past nine to five career. So much happened so fast, it put my body into freeze and then I didn't work for about two years. I basically traumatized myself too much, too fast and I couldn't handle it. And I didn't know how to repair. So just imagine for a moment that I hadn't been feeling really anything for decades because I had become so good at dissociating from myself. And then all of a sudden I started business, start working with clients, create all this momentum and, and, you know, good stuff at the beginning. And so much emotion and sensation rushed in all at the same time. It just created the perfect storm and it shut me down. So for about two to three years, I just worked on unthawing piece by piece. And it wasn't just healing the last couple of years. My body had been storing things for decades. So I had to heal, for example, what happened in my nine to five before I left there. It was a lot to, to break down and process and there was no linear way, it just kind of like as it came up. <laughs> and so I went slow and I pulled it apart and what I learned is that imposter syndrome, perfectionism, being critical and hard on myself, people pleasing and fawning, all these beliefs that drove those behaviors that were sabotaging my business all came up at the same time. And the funny thing is, at the time, I wouldn't have identified with any of those. I truly did not believe I was sabotaging my business. I truly did not believe that I had imposter syndrome or perfectionism or that I was being hard on myself. None of that resonated. All that I kept thinking is that I'm just not good enough. And, you know, that wasn't even a phrase I could catch in my mind. It was just like this yucky, yucky feeling in the pit of my stomach whenever I thought or worked on my business. And that brought up a lot of shame. And so for me, it's almost like I had to do the work backwards. I had to start so deep in the subconscious and generational and ancestral and past life healing. And then I could come around and do like the day-to-day mindset work because the reverse just wouldn't have worked. Those inner critic voices were buried so deep. I didn't even know they were there. And so for some of you, it might be a different trajectory, right? You may only need mindset work. You may only need subconscious work. You may need a different order or a back and forth approach. So it's really just about following your interests and starting there. And if you need help, I can help you. But as a highly sensitive person it's so important that you get back to trusting yourself if you want to build an authentic business you know especially if you're a coach or a reiki practitioner or a healer of some kind or a psychic or an intuitive you need to be in tune with your sensitivities because that's your gifts and that's how you're receiving your messages so it's so important to reconnect to this sensitive part of you Even if you had to abandon it for a long time, even if it made you feel like you weren't approved of, it's a part of getting back to trusting yourself and trusting your messages. And if it's been broken over the years and you've been dissociating or you've been people pleasing and fawning, it will just take some time to build up, but it's manageable and it's doable. And I share my story, not because I think it's universal, but maybe there will be snippets of my experience that are relatable to you. Or maybe there are some experiences that will be useful in your own reflection or in your own development or might like lead you down that next part of your healing. And really like that, it was a lot of stuff that came up for me and it was all workable. It was all figure outable. And had I just quit and gone out and got another job all this healing, all these shadow parts of me still would have needed to happen. I still would have needed to heal all those things. And then it just would have found another avenue to show up. (laughs) So might as well work on it now, you know, especially when I'm so passionate about having my own online business, working through it and then coming out the other side and be able to have an authentic, sustainable business. So if you're a highly sensitive entrepreneur Remember that sensitivity is your gift and to keep that high integrity and your high morals and your values and your standards and follow that innate desire to help other people to the best of your ability with your healthy boundaries and to hone your intuition and your gut impulses so you know exactly what your clients need to hear to find their own answers and to learn and practice and be aware of when these gifts slide into that self-protection shadow state and start to hold you back from all the people that you are destined to help in this life. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, one way to support me is to subscribe and leave a review because this will help more people find my work. If you're interested in the show up and be seen group online program, head over to the show notes or visit my Instagram page for the link to receive more information. This podcast is recorded in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, on Treaty 6 Territory, the traditional land of the Cree people and the homeland of the Métis Nation. If you're not sure whose land you're on, I invite you to get curious by visiting native-land.ca.